Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. Welcome on into the Hooper's Log, yes, episode 17, going up on a Tuesday, yes, it is the holiday season, and how could you not begin the show with some holiday tunes, yes, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way, yes, get excited, it is that time of the year, everybody, it is the holiday season right around the corner, I don't know about you, but I am ready to get off work and not do this work thing and, and just... Do the holiday, the family thing. I am excited to do it and ready to get it going. And uh, I know you are as well. Welcome on in again. Episode 17 of the Hoopers Login. Today, we have quite the show. Andrew is not on the show right now. He might come on later. He's got some technical difficulties going on with his phone. Uh, But we'll get him in here as soon as he can and once he gets on the show. If not, we'll go from there. Also, we have uh, we, we have quite some historical implications tonight in the world of basketball. Obviously, we're going to recap the seven games for you from Monday. Uh, again, you're listening to the Hooper's Log here on CLNS Radio uh, through the FanDuel Studios. If you'd like to call in, the phone number is 323-642-1558 is the number. My name is Simo Buckets. Again, my name is Simo Buckets. I am the host of the show. I have a website, simobuckets.com. If you want to listen to our previous episode where we talk about uh, we talk about the historic implications of the Warriors. We will talk about them again today uh, on how big this game could be today between the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. It's, it's going to go up there as one of the biggest ones ever if the Golden State Warriors can pull it out and go to 16-0. and Again, this is a TNT Tuesday. It's a special edition. It is a special edition. There are no shows. There's no games on Thursday, so they're doing their shows on Tuesday this week. It's a short week, obviously. This is this is basically the Thursday of the week, if you were to count it that way. Um, it is uh, it is definitely a short week due to the Thanksgiving stuff. Uh, I am ready for the Thanksgiving holiday as, as much as probably you are, and I am ready to get all this going. Um, we're trying to wait for Andrew to get on the line. If not, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, obviously, it's been it's been a little bit chilly out here. It's been a little rainy. It's all right. Um, yeah, I know, Ollie, and since it's been since it's been like that, um, my phone might cut out from time to time, and if it does, I apologize from the get-go. Again, we're going to get this started. Uh, the moment Andrew gets on the show, we will jump in, and we'll ask him questions, and he'll be in in a moment. Okay, let's get it going, Kevin Hart. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Last night in the NBA, there were seven games, seven big-time games in the NBA. Um, we had We had one thriller. Hornets and Kings in Charlotte. The Hornets got the victory 127 to 122 in overtime. The Hornets go to 8 and 6. The Sacramento Kings drop to 5 and 10. Rajon Rondo with the probably the biggest performance of the night. Uh just from the standpoint of just the insanity of his stats. 14 points, 8 rebounds, 20 assists. Yeah, 20 assists. That is absolute pure insanity. Exactly. I mean, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me with this with this stat line. Twenty assists. That's just out of control, bonkers. He also had four steals. Overall, a sixty-six on the whiteboard with the performance. There were three tonight. 
two, we have two uh, ones that we're going to mention later on that weren't a part of the NBA, but we'll get to those later. Another whiteboard with a performance from the night, Kemba Walker. 39 points, six rebounds, five assists, two steals, and three blocks. That's what's going to happen when you play in a 50-plus minute basketball game. You're going to get guys with ridiculous stat lines. Kemba Walker played plus more than 40 minutes in that one, so you're going to see that kind of performance from him. Uh, obviously, again, the Hornets getting the victory. 86. Excuse me, they're eight and six now. 127 to 122 in overtime. Probably game of the night from the standpoint of uh, just just the thrill of the basketball game. Um, Another game from last night where the other, where the only other third whiteboard the performance is Kevin Love, 34 points, eight rebounds, four assists, a 50 on the whiteboard with the performance scale. Kemba Walker had a 60, by the way, on the whiteboard with the performance scale with his 39, six and five. Um, and Kevin Love got the got the generic 50, 34, eight and four. Um, as the as the Cleveland Cavaliers destroyed the Magic, 117 to 103. Again, you saw a Magic team that can contend. But clearly, just the Cavaliers are just more talented. They're a better squad. You saw that in the third quarter in this one as the Cavs outscored the Magic 33-21. to um, In another game, obviously, I thought this was going to be game of the night, but instead it was the Heat just outplaying the, the Knicks. Obviously, Chris Dapsworth had another great game, 20 points, 14 rebounds. He played outstanding, but the Heat were just too much. They're now 9-4, and four, second place still hovering in the, West, in the Eastern Conference at 9-4 and four, heading into Tuesday, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Uh, Cleveland, as I mentioned, the best team in the Eastern Conference by far. They're up by a game and a half on Miami and Chicago. Two games up on Chicago, as they're at eleven and three. So Miami nine and four. The the New York Knicks now drop to eight and seven. Boy, the Knicks have eight wins. They are looking impressive. Not as not as impressive in this one. Obviously, they only scored thirty points in the first half. They did not look good in this one, but they definitely stepped it up in the in the in the second half and played a little bit better. But by then, it was already over. Uh, the Miami Heat get the victory, 95-78. Uh, Chris Haps-Porzingis outplayed Hassan Whiteside. That's saying a lot, considering Hassan Whiteside has just really amped up his, his rebounding and his scoring this season. Chris Haps-Porzingis played outstanding again, 20-14 and 14 from him in that one as the Heat get the victory, 95-78. Bucks beat the Pistons. They destroyed the Pistons last night. Again, Andre Drummond, 15 points, 15 rebounds. Ho-hum, another average day for him. But Greg Monroe had 20 points and 13 rebounds, and the Bucks destroyed the Pistons in Milwaukee, 109-68. to 68. I still can't get a grasp on this Bucks team and, and see what they're going to do throughout the season. They're probably still trying to figure things out, and the Pistons are still hovering around 7-7. Seven and seven. Still, um, they're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're out of a playoff spot. They're going to hover in and out of a playoff spot all season long. That's something we've been talking about uh, since the get-go and since the preseason. Um, you also have um, potentially uh, – a team in the 76ers where they get the loss last night, 195, the Minnesota Timberwolves get the win. The 76ers now 0-15. Andrew Wiggins had 32 points last night. I mean, you talk about a start by this team that has just been just just horrific. I mean, 0-15. The Warriors right now are 15-0 and going into this game tonight against the Lakers. And the 76ers are still 0-15. It is a horrific, horrific, horrific beginning to another season again. I think this is the second year in a row they started 0-15. It's it's looking like dire times for the 76ers. I called it about a week ago. This team is dead. This team is done. Um, there's nothing that they have going for them. The only thing they got going is the fact that they have young talent on the big big men portion where they have Joel Embiid still healing. They have Nerlens Noel and obviously Jaleel Okafor. Um, 25-12, and 12, by the way, by Jalil. That's not a bad stat line. But, again, not enough to help the team as they lose by five to the Timberwolves. They were up at one point. They were up going into the fourth quarter. But the Timberwolves found a way 
to step on the gas and get the victory. Spurs go to 11 and three. They beat the they beat the Phoenix Suns again. The Suns are going to be one of those teams. They win one, lose one, win one, lose one. They're going to have impressive performances by guys like Brandon Knight. Markeith Morris had a good performance, 28 and eight, four assists for him as well. Kawhi Leonard had a great game, 24 and 13, uh, four assists for him there. That was one of those games where you're like, okay, Kawhi Leonard, take over, and he did. And the Spurs got the victory now, 11 and three, second place in the Western Conference, still hovering right behind. The Golden State Warriors at 15-0. Here's the thing with the San Antonio Spurs. They are at the perfect position right now when it comes to what they want to do as a basketball squad. They don't want to be recognized. They want to do well, but they don't want to be recognized with the best of them, and they want to be under the radar. That's exactly what they're doing right now. 11-3 and three is no joke. 11-3 and three would be right there with the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference, and it would be you know at the top three spot in the, in the, in the, NBA, in the NBA right now. And – I'm talking about this Golden State Warrior team potentially making history tonight. I mean, the Spurs, again, they're on pace to do another another 50-win year. 11-3, and three, potentially, 50, potentially 12 wins in their first 15 games. That's no joke, and that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, you're looking at a team in the San Antonio Spurs where, again, if they get on a roll, you're looking at a team that could potentially take over this number one spot in the Western Conference. And if they play Golden State, they'd have the tiebreaker later on down the road. This is just one of those teams – where they're just put together perfectly, and there's guys who aren't even playing their best, and they're still winning ball games at the clip that they are. Again, the Spurs get the victory last night. They go to 98 and 98. They, they win 98 to 84. They go to 11 and three. Now seven and 0 at home as they are undefeated at home. That's still a tough, tough place to play. The Thunder get the victory over the Jazz last night in the final game. Kevin Durant came back. Obviously, it was a game time decision. Came out and played outstanding. 27.6 rebounds for Kevin Durant. Uh, he shut down Gordon Hayward as well. He only had 19. But the Thunder get the victory 111 to 89. The Jazz are now 6 and 7. The Thunder are 9 and 6. I honestly think the Jazz came out in this game expecting not to need to guard a guy like Kevin Durant. And that turned to be really the difference in the ball game as, as the Oklahoma City Thunder really put it to him, scoring 40 in the second quarter, really putting their stamp on this ball game early and kind of just hovering around after that. Uh, again, Kevin Durant's presence was clearly evident in this one. I watched the, the end of this ball game. And if you would have seen Kevin Durant's performance, you would have been like, okay, I get it. This guy's legit. This guy is going to dominate. This guy is going to do what he wants to do on the basketball court against against mediocre teams. Let's just let's just say it how it is. The Jazz are a mediocre team, but they're a young, talented team that could come up and do something special. That's what we've been saying all year. That's what we've been saying since the preseason. But that's what they could be doing this year as well. As again, the Thunder are will get a victory. They're now nine and six. They're sitting, hovering around that top four spot in the Western Conference. Speaking of top four, the Dallas Mavericks, they didn't play last night, but they're 9-5. and five. I mean, they're right there around the hovering spot in the in the Western Conference. Everyone else, Phoenix, Grizzlies, the Los Angeles Clippers, even the Jazz after they lost last night, still hanging around that 500 mark. Those top four teams are having around their 9-6, and 9-5 and five by Dallas, and then obviously 11-3 and three from San Antonio and 15-0 and in the Golden State Warriors. We're going to talk a lot about the, a lot about the Warriors today. Um, let's go into the world of college basketball real quick before we head on into kind of our conversation for today um breaking news by the way i mean we have a new button here a nice new button breaking news clip um, obviously the, the breaking news here is the fact that tyreek evans is a game time decision tomorrow night tyreek evans i mentioned this last night tyreek evans is now officially a game time decision for wednesday he could play for the new orleans pelicans prior to the thanksgiving break uh, this is an outstanding opportunity for the New Orleans Pelicans to finally jump back into the race and in conversation in the Western Conference. Again, 3-11, and not the best start, not a good start at all by any stretch, but there are teams at 7-7 and right now hovering 
around 500. If they can just find the way to get back to 500 New Orleans, they're going to find themselves talking about a potential playoff spot. They're right there. They're hovering around where they need to be. Considering the injuries they've had, they're doing what they need to do. And, and, with, and with potentially Tyreek Evans coming back, that's another big potential comeback for them. Another breaking news clip that I wanted to talk about real quick is that is that a guy in Derrick Rose is going to be playing tonight. Yes, I know he's been hurt off and on. He's good to go for Tuesday tonight. They're playing against the Trailblazers in Portland. I still think Chicago, they're favored by three. I still think Chicago will get the victory there, um, even if Derrick Rose didn't play. But that'll be fun to watch, obviously, as Chicago plays the Portland Trailblazers tonight uh, in Portland. It'll be one of those fun games to watch if Derrick Rose is there. Derrick Rose and Damian Lillard is always a fun matchup. Um, in the world of college basketball, real quickly, there was a couple of upsets last night, uh, but one unbelievable performance by one uh, Ben Simmons. Obviously, the LSU number 22 LSU lost to Marquette, 80 to 81 last night. But Benjamin Simmons, he had a 2020 game, 21 points, 20 rebounds, seven assists. Now, if we were doing whiteboard worthy performances, he'd be there for college. He'd be there. 55 on the whiteboard worthy performance scale in a 40 minute ball game where they needed every single bit of his performance. Look. There's the one thing that I think needs to be done in the NBA, and this probably needs to be done in the future more than not. Ben Simmons is ready for the NBA right now. I saw some plays last night where it looked like he was playing on a little toy set. He looked like he was playing on a little, like, like against little kids in a playground. That's what it looked like in this game. There were times where he made some moves to the rim where he didn't quite want to take it as in-depth to the rim as he wanted to. You know what I mean? Like drive to the rack all the way. So he did some finesse shots, and I was just like, this is nothing to him. This is a joke. Everyone around him is not physically able to really guard this guy uh, from an overall perspective. Maybe inside when he takes, when he drives to the rack, people can chin challenge him. But when it comes to him posting up, when it comes to him playing the finesse game five, ten feet from the basket, he's almost unguardable. And in the NBA, it would be a challenge for him. This isn't a challenge for him in college right now. It's not. It's just simply not a challenge to Ben Simmons. 21 points, 20 rebounds, and seven assists is no joke. I mean, that is no joke, people. I mean, you're talking about a guy who we all now, and I've been seeing it on, on, the, on, the, on the ESPN and other websites regarding the draft for next season over 2016. You're, you're talking about a guy who's a unanimous number one pick now, unanimous. And as the way it looks for Philadelphia, it's looking like they're going to have a three-headed monster there in Philadelphia. And New Orleans Noel, uh, New Orleans Noel, Jaleel Okafor, and obviously a guy in Ben Simmons. It's looking like that's going to be the case. And I want to get a Ben Simmons highlight eventually uh, so that I can just play it every time I talk about the 76ers because that's what pretty much they're playing for at this point. I mean, Benjamin Simmons, you just need to watch a highlight reel on this guy on these first on this first couple of weeks of the season. He has been absolutely outstanding in the way he's been playing, and he's already got my vote for player of the year. I mean, he has just been absolutely incredible with the way he's been performing, and hopefully he can step on up and get better throughout the year. Another big-time performance, blowout city. Blowout city. First of all, an upset uh, in college basketball. Another one, Wake Forest beat Indiana in the Maui Invitational. 82-78, Indiana's ranked 13th. Wake Forest isn't even ranked. Obviously, getting the victory there for Wake Forest is a big one. Um, They could boost themselves into a ranking spot next week. Blowout city. As I yawn, as I yawn on the radio. New Notre Dame, women's basketball, college women's basketball. Notre Dame, 110 to 54 over Valparaiso. Yes, 110. Wow. 110 to 54. Marlena 
or Marina Mabry. Marina Mabry, 18 points, 10 assists, and 12 steals. Yes, 12 steals, a record in women's college basketball. It's definitely Notre Dame record. Uh, I believe it was their fifth all-time triple-double in women's college basketball. She had a triple-double last night. That's going in performances of the night by far. Obviously, we don't talk about women's college basketball enough here, but when it comes to that performance, winning by 110 to 54, almost doubling up by winning by 56 over Valparaiso in a triple-double performance by Marina Mabry, yes, that's going to be mentioned on the show. You better believe it. That was a big, big-time, big-time performance by her, an outstanding, outstanding job by her in that one. Um, let's get into the topics tonight before we preview. I, I don't think Andrew's going to be here today. It's looking like he's having some serious technical difficulties. It's okay, Andrew. We're here for you. No problems there. Uh, we'll get you on the show sometime later. Obviously, if we can get you on, if we can get you on uh, tomorrow, that would be outstanding. Obviously, because I think we all know the inevitable for for tonight, and the stage is set. I mean, this whole week, this whole week has been set up for uh, the Golden State Warriors. This three day uh, period for where we do our show Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, just for this week, has been set up for the Golden State Warriors. Yesterday, we talked about the Golden State Warriors, and excuse me. Oh, my gosh. Oh. This is what happens when uh, I don't have a co-host. I can't yawn in between times when I want to yawn. But um, a- Andrew and I talked about it yesterday. You know, can this team go further? And can they do better than what we expected than, than we expect them to do? Which they could go undefeated up until Christmas with the schedule they have. Now, it's not – I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it will happen. But the realistic is there. And if you want to check that out, check out yesterday's show on uh, episode 16 on the twenty. 20- 3rd of uh, November for Monday. We had a podcast on the CLNS app. Check it out there. Um, but the one thing about this team heading into tonight is that th- th- there's the thing. They're favored by 17. I would not automatically give them the, 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 the throne yet. History has a weird way of working itself out. I have seen teams play um, bad teams in the the wake of stretches and historical situations. And I've seen those bad teams rise up and play unbelievable. These are professional athletes all at the end of the day. They're all pretty much the same people. And I'm not saying all one is, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, Jordan Clarkson is as good as Clay Thompson or Jordan Clarkson is as good as Steph Curry. What I'm trying to say is they all have pretty much the same agenda. They're all there to make money and work hard and play, play hard and ultimately try and win every night. And they're not there to just, you know, get better and improve for the draft or whatnot. These are all guys that want to go out and win every night. And if you give a certain amount of motivation, even to a bad team, they might keep the game closer than we think. I think Golden State's going to get the record tonight. I'm going to say that. I'm going to put that on record because I think Golden State clearly is the better team. I think Golden State is clearly the better team than Los Angeles. I think that they could potentially go undefeated throughout the rest of November and stretch this winning streak out to potentially 24, 25 games going into December. Um, Obviously, they have four more games this month. Uh, I I think that going into tonight, oh, my gosh, going into tonight, it allows this Golden State Warrior team to – let's just be honest. This is going to be one of the best stretches in basketball we've ever seen. And, I mean, we've seen the Miami Heat from 2012, 2013. We've seen the Bulls from, you know, the early, the mid-2000s, excuse me, the mid-90s. 
we've seen the Lakers from the 80s do what they've done. We've seen the Spurs do what they're doing uh, currently in their franchise, just streak-wise when it comes to long-term success. This Golden State Warrior team, this could be the beginning of what they're doing historically for the long run. Not now. Not now. Right now, they are head and shoulders above everybody in the NBA when it comes to their success. They are. Currently, as we speak, yes, that is correct. But when it comes to the long-term historical implications, a game like tonight where if they dominate and they win, it's going to be one of those things where you're like, okay, 16-0 and to start a season after they won an NBA championship. Maybe they're better than we thought. Maybe they are. For those who realistically have that opinion of, look, past May, they had a really easy schedule. I mean, they had an injured, and I can bring it up all the time. They had an injured Mike Conley the first two games against Memphis. They had an injured, uh, they had an injured Patrick Beverly and a very shell-shocked Houston Rockets team after they had just played the, the uh, they had just played the Los Angeles Clippers, and then they played one game with Kyrie Irving and the Cleveland Cavs. Oh my gosh, this yawning is ridiculous. I apologize. Um, but they had one game with, with Kyrie Irving and the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then they, they didn't have Kevin Love at all. So you're looking at a circumstance there where they, they had an easy schedule in the playoffs. They just did an easier schedule. Not the easiest, but an easier. And, you know, if they go start off 16-0, and we're looking at a situation where if this team keeps going and keeps rolling, and I'm not saying they're going to win every game, but I'm saying if they keep winning and keep playing the way they have and they keep – wanting to dominate every night, which it looks like they do. You're looking at a potential where this team could challenge the Bulls. And I think this is the time where if they win tonight and they keep playing well and they keep contending and winning and, and doing what they're supposed to be doing and, and, and get, get to January with a you know maybe five losses or even less than five losses, if this team gets into January, definitely mid-January with less than five losses, that's when I'll be on alert and say, okay, we're, we're looking at a team that can potentially uh, beat the Bulls' record in 95-96. They, they could. Right now, I'm not quite there. I'm not quite in that vicinity of saying that they're going to do that. But if this team is undefeated come Christmas, which would be a feat all by itself and would break all sorts of records when it comes to win streaks, um, it would be it would be one of those things where we're looking at a team that could be one of the greatest teams of all time. I'm not there yet in saying that. It's it's November 24th. They haven't lost a game since since April of last year. I mean, it's excuse me, April of 2015. Uh, it, it has been a while since they've lost a game, and clearly they're the NBA champ, defending NBA champion. But we're looking at a team where if they just keep going and rolling and doing what they're doing. We're looking at the greatest team probably ever, but we're not there yet. And and we got a long way to go. We still got December, January, February, March, April, and then we got the postseason. And the West is stacked, people. I mean, it is stacked. I actually think the West has actually gone down compared to previous years. This is one of the first years where I've actually seen the Western Conference be a little bit vulnerable when it comes to its overall strength. And I'm not just saying that from the standpoint of the standings where, you know, you got two teams in the Western Conference right now with losing records in the postseason. I'm not saying that. I'm, what I'm saying is the Utah Jazz are not a powerhouse eight seed. You know, they don't have anyone that's going to knock you off your rocker. I mean, Rob, Rudy Gobert is outstanding, but he isn't playing what I thought he would play at this. The Clippers are looking very vulnerable. The Grizzlies are starting to look like uh, outdated. The Suns are an average team. People, the Suns are an average basketball team. They have two really, really good on the verge of all-star guards in Phoenix, in Eric Bledsoe and Brandon Knight. They're good, a good, good team, but they're not great. 
Those are your top four. Those are your bottom four seeds in the West. That's not impressive. Oklahoma City, they're a championship contender. Dallas, they're kind of shocking us right now with what they're doing. They're they're playing well, but trust me, when they get later into the season, the and the, those old legs start to start to brittle. That's when you're talking about struggles and 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 really testing a team. They haven't gotten there yet. They're still doing well, nine and five, but it's kind of one of those mirage nine and fives. Obviously, Golden State won the NBA championship. They're 15-0, and and the Spurs, they never go away. But outside of San Antonio, Oklahoma City, and Golden State, you're kind of looking at a weaker Western Conference right now. Houston's playing like garbage. Portland is 6-9. and nine. Portland shouldn't be 6-9. and nine. They're not that good of a ball club. Denver is 6-8, and eight, and they're right there right behind a spot. Minnesota potentially could jump into a playoff spot sometime this year. So you're looking at you're looking at a, a division right now, and I know New Orleans is getting healthy and they're going to come back and they're going to be fine, but it's it's looking more and more like a below average conference this year than it was previous years. It's just looking like that right now. I could be mistaken and I could be wrong, but when you have an Eastern Conference where you have Atlanta, Toronto, Indiana, Chicago, Miami, all hovering and, and Washington in the seventh spot, you're going to have flip flops at the eighth spot. Charlotte's right there right now. Boston, New York, Detroit. Milwaukee even, maybe even Orlando. All those teams could potentially make an eighth spot. But when it comes to the, the middle seven seeds in the Western in the Eastern Conference, a lot of those teams are very challenging. Washington is one of the best backcourts in the league. Atlanta, what they did last year and what they're doing now is proving that they're no, they're no fluke. And then Toronto started off hot. They haven't played well recently, but they're still a good team with a really good backcourt. Indiana has Paul George and that squad of uh, Monte Ellis and George Hill. Chicago, when they're healthy, is scary. And Miami, they're proving that they're coming back to the pack when they're healthy. And then Cleveland, as we know, is legitimately crazy, just really good. But it looks like the Western Conference isn't as good. So I'm not trying to knock what the Golden State Warriors have done and what they will do. But the Western Conference doesn't look as loaded as it has in the past. And when it comes to the historical implications for tonight and for the future for this Golden State Warriors team, their goal ultimately is – to start shattering records and beat records this year. That's what they want to do. They want to become the greatest thing to ever talk about. They're on pace. They're on pace. I mean, we're getting near the quarter mark. We're going to, be, we're going to do our quarter mark show, not next week, but the week after. And this Golden State team, for all we know, by the time we get to the quarter mark, they could be 21-0. They could be 22-0. They could be 20-2, 21-1. That could be the case for this Golden State Warriors team. And if it is... They're on pace. They're on pace to do something. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be the best team by the end of the year. But like I mentioned, Oklahoma City and San Antonio are really, and maybe, and maybe the Clippers. Now, if the Clippers find a hot streak, if Houston finds a hot streak, if, if New Orleans gets back to normal, we're looking at a, division, a, a conference where it will get back to its strength. But right now, it's only looking like San Antonio and Oklahoma City are the real test for Golden State. And if that's the case, that, that leaves a lot of potential wiggle room for Golden State. They didn't play Oklahoma City. They didn't play San Antonio in the playoffs last year. They didn't need to. Both those teams got eliminated. Oklahoma City didn't even make the postseason, and San Antonio got eliminated in the first round by the, by the Clippers. After that, I mean, if that's the case this year, Golden State's got another cakewalk to the postseason, so the, excuse me, to the NBA Finals. Now, does that mean they're going to beat Cleveland? I don't think so. I still think, in my opinion, with where Cleveland lies with their roster, they're the best team in the NBA. They're undefeated at home. They have an average record on the road without their best players yet, or their, their best backcourt yet, and they're still dominating the way they are. 
that should give you all indication of what you think Cleveland should be this year. And they look like the team that's going to contend. And, and I think that when it comes to this Golden State Warriors team, we're looking at history, people. We're looking at it tonight. And it's going to be one of those nights where you're going to sit there and be like, I remember when Golden State won 16 in a row to start the season after they just won their NBA championship. It's going to be a memorable night. It's going to be a great night on TNT tonight. We have, we have two games, obviously. Uh, it's, going to be, it's one of those nights where it's a lot like a, a dinner. It's like a dinner and a show. You got, you got, at, you got Boston and Atlanta play tonight in, in uh, I believe it's in Atlanta. Obviously, they're out there in, uh, in TNT land where Atlanta is located, Georgia. Um, you've, got, you know, you've got the Atlanta Hawks playing well. And obviously you got the Boston Celtics playing well, both teams winning. It's the entree for the night because the main course is Golden State at the Los, against the Los Angeles Lakers in Golden State. It, it's set up to be a historic night and for a lot of uh, a lot of blocks to go down when it comes to the overall implications of the league. So it's going to be a good night to watch. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with our show. Let's preview tonight's games and then we'll get you on out of here with a quick show today. We only have a we only do a 35-minute show today for you uh, here on the Hooper's Log, obviously. Uh, I'm your host, Seema Buckets, here on the Hooper's Log. Episode 17 today, uh, November 24th, a couple days before Thanksgiving. And uh, this is kind of what we're going to do. Six previews, six-game preview uh, for tonight in the NBA. Actually, quite a bit of good games. And I'm talking, like, really good matchups, fun matchups, winning matchups. I'm, uh, this is a really good night for basketball. The Pacers and Wizards, that's, that's already a, a great game to watch. you got Paul George and John Wall, two guys that are potentially starting uh, guys in the, in the, in the uh, all-star game. You know, John, Paul George and John Wall, that could happen. I mean, that could easily happen. And both these teams are looking very impressive so far. I think the Wizards have looked less impressive. Less, they have looked less impressive just based upon the fact that they've been so inconsistent. But they still have one of the best backwards in the league when healthy. And when they are, John Wall is one of the better players to play against them. That's going to be fun to watch. Watch him and George Hill duke it out tonight. That's going to be fun. And obviously, Paul George playing against uh, playing against that team and the Wizards is going to be a good game to watch. Um, the Wizards are favored by two and a half. I take Indiana plus the two and a half. I think they're going to go to overtime. It's going to be closer than that. It's going to be a really really good game to watch. And then obviously, the first game on TNT: the Celtics at the Hawks. Seven and six Celtics versus the nine and six Atlanta Hawks. Atlanta favored by two and a half. Take the two and a half for Atlanta. They're going to get the victory tonight, but it's going to be a close one. And don't sh- don't be shocked if the Celtics find a way to eke it out at the very end. Uh, Mavericks and Grizzlies, another outstanding matchup. you got the Mavericks right now. Both of these teams are a little bit older in their, in their style and how they play. Um, but when it comes to the overall success of the Grizzlies, they've been outstanding the last three or four years. Um, they've kind of gone on hard times. They're a little average right now. They're favored by two and a half in the grindhouse. I think Memphis will get the win just based upon the fact they're at home. But I think I think the Mavericks will keep it close. But I think the Grizzlies will find a way to pull it out at the end and get the victory. I think the Grizzlies will win tonight and go to eight and seven, and the Mavericks will drop to nine and six. Clippers at Nuggets. Look, the Clippers are favored by seven. I wouldn't be shocked if they blew them out of the building. The problem is, is they're playing in altitude. On top of the fact that the Clippers have just not played well the last couple of ball games, they just have they just have not looked good. They have not played well. Um, and I think with this young Nuggets team, with a way to boost their confidence tonight. If they get a victory in this one, which I think they can, I think they can win this game outright. If not, it's going to be a close one, and they're going to keep it closer, and they're going to, again, prove that the Clippers just aren't looking good in any facet. Again, I think the Nuggets might win this one, but this will be a better game than people think. The Clippers are favored by seven. Don't take the seven points. 
take the take Denver plus the seven. Chicago and and, and Portland. I just mentioned this game earlier. Uh, Trailblazers are six and nine. Bulls are eight and four. They're going to be playing in the Moda Center. Uh, Chicago is favored by three. The Bulls in the three tonight. Obviously, as you've heard, Derrick Rose is back. Um, I don't think Derrick Rose's impact is going to be that big, but Jimmy Butler is going to find a way to guard on Damian Lillard. That's going to be the matchup to watch tonight, and I think Jimmy Butler is going to have the better game than Damian Lillard tonight. Damian Lillard averaging 25, 4, and 7. This guy is going off this season for this team in uh, in Portland, obviously. 25-7 is so 7-14, so that's 39, plus 4 is 43. He's averaging a 43 on the white forward performance scale this season. That is unbelievable stature right there for Damian Lillard. He just has to get past Jimmy Butler. If he can, look for the Trailblazers to succeed. If not, which I don't think is going to happen, I think the Bulls win. I think they win outright. Again, Bulls favored by three. Take three points, they'll get it done. And like I said, the Lakers at the Warriors, it's going to be one of those games where you're going to sit back and you're going to be like, okay, Bulls and Warriors, it's going to be – uh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, uh, Lakers and Warriors. It's it's going to be a historic night. The Warriors are going to get their 16th victory in a row. They're favored by 17. Do not take that line. Take the Lakers plus the 17. The Golden State Warriors will get the victory, but they're going to eke it out and they're going to gut it out. I think the Lakers are going to give all that they can in this one. They're not going to win, but I think they're going to give all that they can, and it's going to allow for the Golden State Warriors to get their 16th victory in a row. That is our show for today, a quick one. Obviously, Andrew wasn't here. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't get him on. He had some technical difficulties, but we'll try to get him on tomorrow the best we can. Um, we got about a minute left in the show. We're going to end you out of here shortly. Um, tomorrow's show will be episode 18 on the Daily Series, last show before we have our four-day weekend. We're going to give you a giant preview tomorrow. We're going to recap what happened last night, obviously, or tonight, obviously, if the Warriors get the victory anticipate a big-time show on talking about their success and where they could go from here. That's all we've really been talking about here over the last couple of days. Um, but again, uh, tonight, historical. It could be a big-time thing. And then expect a big show tomorrow and have us – we're going we're gonna to preview the weekend, uh, preview some Thanksgiving stuff. Also, the college, the college football uh, rankings are out tonight. Watch those. It's going to be intense. There's a third from the last. Uh, there's only three more rank, or two more rankings left after tonight. Uh, so watch those and start enjoying the festivities. It is the holiday season, people. We're getting closer to the holidays. A couple of days from now, you'll be at your family's house hanging out, enjoying yourself. So tomorrow will be the last show of the week on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, November 25th, 2015, episode 18 tomorrow. I'll see you there, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on CLNS Radio, uh, blogtalkradio.com slash the Hoopers Log. Peace, everybody. Have a great day, and enjoy the basketball.